0: it's about to go down in a minute let
1: me touch down i'ma get it because I, I, I been waiting all night it's game time
2: this is game time on espn central texas here's tom barfield reward whites
0: game time tom barfield Ward Whites, Aaron Sexton, Aaron and Ward are in the ESPN uh, for uh, Allen Samuel Studios. And we are at uh, Eagles Stadium in DeSoto as the uh, DeSoto Eagles will play host to the Waco Lions. Our broadcast will begin. Make note of it. Our broadcast will begin at 6.30 with the pregame and then the kickoff at 7 o'clock. This is the only 7 p.m. kick in district play. Everything else is at 7.30, but... For some reason, ward White's. we decided to play at 7 o'clock tonight, and you know what? I'm not going to complain.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you got something to do tomorrow morning, don't you?
0: (laughs) So, yeah, we are going to be at it at the crack of dawn in the morning uh, as we get ready for uh, game day, uh, game day live, which will be out at uh, Touchdown Alley. We start tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So it's breakfast with Barfield in the morning. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, uh, scrambled eggs, sausage, bacon—the whole nine yards—right out there at touchdown alley. I, you know, so uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. Now, here's the thing: once the game is concluded at what 2:30 uh, or so, mm-hmm. then we'll have post-game interviews around three, three thirty. Then we'll have the rest of the weekend off. How about that? Which, yeah. See, you know, there is a trade-off now. That will require me to head back to the house and immediately go to sleep. But uh, I, I think we'll be okay. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. So uh, look forward to it. This is Football Friday. we got a lot of things to talk about. We're going to get into uh, high school football. We're going to get into some college football. We're going to get into the NFL. Ricky Thompson joins us to talk some about college football. Greg Tepper joins us to talk some high school football. And then, of course, uh, Kyle Yeomans is going to join us and talk NFL football on this uh, Friday afternoon. And Ward, this is uh, Mosley's. Kind of kicked us to the curb. So this is our final, final Friday afternoon program. And uh, we're uh, we're we'll be we'll be waking up bright and early, 7 a.m. on Monday morning to uh, to bring you the program. Uh, game time coming your way, 7 a.m. Monday morning. So make plans of that. And it will be a kind of a cool deal. You'll be able to talk and listen to. Uh, Coverage of local sports, both going to work in school and and, uh, and and on your way home from work and school. So uh, that's that's going to be kind of a cool deal. So uh, and he's over here, officer. They're they're looking for Ward, but uh, I don't know <laughs> if you. Can... <laughs> I am not <laughs> there. Thank
3: goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. So talk to me about Temple last night a little bit. Uh, it, it, it seemed like it was a little bumpy
3: in the beginning, but then then they started cooking, right? Well, I, you know, I don't know that it was really bumpy. I just think you saw Ellison give up, give some fight there. Uh, I, you look up and in 19 seconds you had 21 points scored in the ball game. Uh, so it, it it went fast and furious there early. Temple got off to an early start, first drive, go down and score. Uh, Ellison on the ensuing kickoff fumbled at the 12 yard line. Temple puts it in the end zone in one play. Then Ellison comes back and and scores a touchdown. Uh, on the next kickoffs, and so you know, in just seconds we're we're fourteen to seven, and and all of a sudden game on, and it went back and forth for a little while. Uh, it took a while to get that first quarter going. It may have been the longest quarter of football that that I've been involved in in a, in a long, long time. Uh, and then you turn around, and in about an hour and forty eight minutes for the first half, third quarter, they traded punches a little bit but temple was able to pull away there in the fourth quarter
0: now were you anticipating and and again i don't know
3: much about ellison were you anticipating the true wishbone i was not that's the first time i've seen that in a long long time years so that is not their that is
0: not their traditional offense
3: no i hadn't seen that from them yet this year and and they jumped into it in fact the quarterback that they uh put out there um he has not been playing for them i hadn't seen him on film any uh allison the running back hadn't seen him on film any until last night he had two big yard uh, two big touchdown runs he had 179 yards in the first half rushing and 149 of them were on two plays i mean well they 129 of them two plays
0: let me tell you i know the terminology them dudes got in regular right and ran thirty-five option. I can I, I know exactly what they did. They yeah. went with a tight, one tight and a one split in the true wishbone, and they got after
4: it.
3: They did. They came right at you and just ran downhill. Now here's the deal. They didn't go to that till the second half. In the first half, when they were running, they just they were lined up in a pistol and turned around and handed it to Allison, and he went right through the two hole. Uh, and that's what we anticipated, right? Kinda, yeah. They they've been doing that some, uh, and then they ran the counter a little bit, and we've seen them do that. So, you know, that wasn't unanticipated. But when they lined up in the wishbone and came running downhill at you, didn't know that that was coming. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now.
0: Vince Erickson, your partner, posted uh, on uh, social media a picture of Ellison in the wishbone. And I just – all I could do was smile. I mean, I've I've seen that offense once or twice.
3: I've seen it several times. Yeah, you're right. I've played against it and – you know, it, it's a fun offense if you can execute it, and they executed pretty well. Uh, but Temple did a great job of adjusting and, and knowing their keys in that situation and being able to fill the gap. So the wishbone really didn't hurt them that much, but uh, they did they did get stung a couple of times by Allison, the running back, early in that ball game.
0: Well, you know what they did? They just sent a message to the rest of the district: you sure. better prepare for two different offenses. Absolutely. You better spend time on two different offenses. Whether we get in it or not, you better be ready to go. So, uh, I think it's kind of smart. I think it was kind of a cool move on the part of Ellison. They now just—they've now just sent the—the uh, the word that hey, look, we'll do either or or both, and you better be ready for one or the other or actually you better be ready for both so mm-hmm. they're gonna they just made they made defensive coordinators in 11 6 scratch their head and go are you kidding me already <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's true th- th- that's that's exactly what happened all right it's a nine minutes after 4 4 Aaron you doing okay
5: doing great been a really excited good day. about
0: Friday I mean it's Friday man this is this is good stuff so uh, looking forward to it we'll have the Waco high game here on ESPN uh, over on uh, star 104.9 we'll have University in Timberview and, uh, and looking forward to that one and then uh, don't forget after the game it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show Lark and Aaron will uh, will uh, will bring you all of the scores from uh, around Central Texas and across the Lone Star State. So, uh, there you go. We'll have that, and then again, we'll all, we'll all. So, Ward, would you like us to call you about five forty-five when, when Aaron and I both have to get out of the the sack and, and head for work?
3: You can try.
0: Hey. <laughs> you, you think you think we can get we can rouse Ococo and in the, in the, in, in maybe going for a walk or something <laughs> at prob- 5.45 you, in the morning?
3: If the phone rings, yeah, you probably will. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, let's see. It's a 10 after 4. Tell you what let's do. Let's get a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk some high school football. We'll do that. And uh, we'll do that next right here on ESPN Central Texas.
6: This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at the dot. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike Lapointe. We'll see partly cloudy skies tonight for high school football. Still looking very nice with temperatures around 80, 82 degrees at kickoff. Overnight with a few clouds around, we'll see lows drop to 65 degrees. And your weekend forecast: mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 92, and partly cloudy, more humid on Sunday and 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5:36 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
7: It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's and Waco.
1: Join us Wednesday back live from Rudy's from 7 to 8 p.m. and hear from men's basketball coach Scott Drew and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. from Rudy's.
7: The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday here on ESPN Central Texas.
8: This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Ah, Music to our ears. Just like the words of Randy and Dennis, real customers who decided to give Goodfeet arch supports a try with a free fitting and test walk.
9: In the morning, it felt like I was standing on marbles on my heel.
6: Working at an amusement park and being on my feet all day long, extreme pain every day, trying so many different things over the counter, none of it worked. When I went into the Goodfeet store, the fitting was all about me. She brought out these two little arch supports, tried them on, walked around the store with them and immediately felt better. It's amazing. Your day becomes better and the sun shines, you know, it's a good
8: life. See how our trusted specialists and personally fit arch supports can help with foot, knee, hip and back pain, Stop by the Goodfeet store for a free fitting and
3: test walk today. Your good life starts with Goodfeet. Stop by today at the Goodfeet Store in Waco in the Central Texas marketplace.
2: Baylor Sports Beat. Weekdays at 7:55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm gonna tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes.
0: Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. That's like hitting a hole in one without even
2: trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet?
10: Savings and available coupons vary.
6: You trained for this all year. Endless hours of cardio conditioning and weights. And now, you are ready. Ready to trek back to your seat from the concession stand. Through the lines, lost fans, and that mascot who wants you to do a little dancey dance, all without spilling a drop of your ice cold Bud Light. Welcome back to football,
4: sports fans.
8: Have you heard about the new Korean barbecue taco? That's right. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. The mouth-watering Korean barbecue taco. Caramelized pagolgi beef, Asian slaw, cilantro with sriracha, lime, and mayo served on a flour tortilla. Way Cool Tacos and Tamales in Union Hall. Handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue
3: in Waco. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Russell Wilson left the game with an injured finger and the Rams beat the Seahawks 26-17 last night on Thursday night football. Astros beat the White Sox 6-1 game 2 this afternoon. Rays beat the Red Sox 5 to nothing. game 2 at 6 o'clock tonight. The NL series starts today with the Braves and the Brewers this afternoon and the Dodgers and the Giants tonight at 8-30. Temple Wildcats beat the Ellison Eagles last night 56-27. High school football tonight on our airwaves. Waco at DeSoto. pregame at 6 30 with tom barfield on espn central texas waco university hosts mansfield timberview pregame at 6 30 on 104.9 baylor hosts west virginia tomorrow at mclean stadium with 11 a.m kickoff our coverage starts at 7 a.m with game day with tom barfield
2: sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas
0: End of the program, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Ward, let's let's uh, before we talk about games that are coming up uh, in Central Texas this weekend, let's talk a little bit about uh, the game last night. You mentioned the win for the Temple Wildcats. In, in your opinion, and I know we got a long way to go, but in your opinion, what what does that do for the Cats as far as? postseason play is concerned. You, you, do you feel like they're in pretty good shape? And, and, and you know, just kind of walk us through that win last night.
3: Well, I, you know, I, I'm going to be very simple, maybe a lot simpler than somebody wants to hear. But it, it all it did was keep them in position to be where they want to be at the end. Because, I, you know, this district, as I mentioned yesterday before the game, it, it is a very competitive district, top to bottom. I, I think they're going to have another challenge going over to Belton to play them. That's a huge rivalry game. You never know what happens in a rivalry game. I think Shoemaker's a very good football team. They're still on the schedule as well. And uh, you got to play Colleen, which, uh, you know, there's a lot of athletes over at Killeen too. So I, I don't think that it set them up for the playoffs as much as somebody might think or would like to think. Uh, I think it set them up in a position to be where they want to be at this point in the season. Uh, if you lose that game, you're not in the position you want to be in. Uh, and, again, you want to come out of 12 6 8, uh with a district championship. That's the first goal on your goal board. Uh, get through the non-district schedule healthy and ready to play. The next goal is win a district championship. The next goal is win that first playoff game. The next goal is win the next playoff game. And that's how you go through it uh, as a coaching staff. But for them, I I think it's very simple. I mean, you're sitting where you want to be sitting right now. This is what you envisioned that you needed to get done. And you just played two real good teams back-to-back, and and you got it done. And so now you got to regroup today. You get an extra day. So – uh they did through their you know, their mini walk today and, and lifted weights and, and did what they needed to do to watch film and they'll get an extra day of rest and then come back in uh on Monday and start getting ready for a, a very good Belton team. And so uh to to say that they're you know, what what are we gonna do in the playoffs now, I, I think you're for me anyway, you're jumping the gun a little bit. You know what I mean?
0: No, I, I'm with you. I just, I, I know that winning those two games and getting off to a 2 0 start really puts you in a, in, in a good position. Plus, Absolutely. you played two of the, two of the, two of the, and well, I'm just going to be honest, two of the better clubs, I think, in that district. So you went and got two really important wins. Uh, early in this district race, and I, and you're right. A million things can happen over the next three or four weeks, yep. but you uh, you you've put yourself in a pretty good position to you start.
3: Did. You did, and that's exactly what you wanted to do, right? I mean, you wanted to put yourself in that position to where you're on track or you're on schedule, however you want to say it, to get ready for the next game because the biggest game on your schedule is the next game, and so that's what they've got to do against Belton coming up. You know, Belton's got, uh, got a good challenge for them tonight as well so you know that if they can win that ball game then then look out you know you got two undefeated teams in 12-6-8 going against each other
0: all right H- have you decided which game you're going to tonight have you uh have you plugged in where where ward whites will be fence hanging tonight
3: yeah i'm heading up to the metroplex i'm gonna go up and and watch my brother and my dad's team tonight
0: all right, so you, that that but if you weren't, there's some other great games oh, to, yeah. to to look at. I mean And it wasn't and, an easy decision
3: and, to pass up that Stephenville <laughs> La Vega game. I'm telling you that right now. And if something goes awry with I thirty five, it may be the Stephenville La Vega game. <laughs> if I, well let me just if, tell if you, I, you if I cannot you, get out in time, then then I'll just make a right turn and stop right there. <laughs>
0: You you may want to go ahead and just make a jaunt straight up Highway 6 and go eat at Jake and Dorothy's and just be done with <laughs> it. Because it was not a fun little scant up here today uh, with uh, with all the traffic, all the road construction. Then, of course, you know, we got Texas OU Weekend. And uh, there, were, there there's a couple of cars that were leaving Austin to head to, uh, to the Metroplex. Yes, so, that's what I'm afraid uh, it of. Was, uh, that's exactly what I'm it afraid was,
3: of. Well I mean you better
0: have a helmet on and, and be ready for Mario and ready type it, it's just one of them deals I mean uh coach Tusa kept grabbing the wheel and I said coach we both can't drive I'm just you know but uh it it was one of them things so it was it was a little rough so yeah you got you got Stevenville and LaVega, and that man I mean that is going to be we, 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 we're going to talk to Greg Temper. We're going to talk about great, great games in Central Texas. But then that's also going to be on our great games in the Lone Star State. That, that's one of those games that really has the makings to be a special football game tonight.
3: I, I really think it does. And Stephenville playing under Sterling Doty, you know, coming back and taking over his alma mater. And, and he's got Kellen Luker there, former Stephenville quarterback, who was outstanding, won a state championship there, along with Sterling Doty. Uh, for the Steubenville Yellow Jackets under Art Browns. And so you've got a couple of ex players that are coaching that team. And let me tell you, they're playing very, very well right now for the Stephenville Yellow Jackets.
0: You know, we, we've talked about it. Mark and Chilton, uh, that one's over Martin. And, and um, it's, that's, I think, you know, I, I'm not saying that Chilton's going to go in there and win the football game. I'm not even, they may not even, com- you know, they might not even compete. But I think if there's anybody in that district, that is going to make the Mark Panthers play. It's going to be Chilton.
3: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you, you've got two teams that got really good athletes uh, and very well coached on both sides of the ball, and both of them have aspirations of, you know, finding a way to AT and T Stadium. You know, I don't think both of them can, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. How how that chess match works out. I mean, if things if things are tight down the down the the uh, into the fourth quarter how are they going to start moving those pieces late in the third quarter or or in the middle of the fourth quarter to find out you know who has the upper hand i i think that that's going to be a very close ball game and i think it's going to be a good football game as well
0: yeah it's it's again it's going to be a heck of a district football game and Look forward to, to, uh, to watching how that game unfolds. What are some of the other games that you've kind of got your eye on?
3: Well, I just mentioned Belton, and I think that Belton-Harker Heights game there at Leo Buckley is going to be interesting because of the fact that you look at Harker Heights. How do they bounce back from that Temple game last week where they were up 21 to nothing? Temple was able to fight their way back into that game and, and come away with the win. You know, don't let that hangover sit on top of you. Don't let a team beat you twice. Everything that you talk about all the time happening to a football team. Can they wash that off them and then go into this game being at home at Leo Buckley and take on a very good Belton team that, quite honestly, has gotten pretty hot here in the last couple of weeks. Their offense has woke up and and they're playing very well. I think, in my opinion, I think Harker Heights has the upper hand in this one, just being at home. But I, you know, I don't know if that Belton offense starts shooting off fireworks, they, you know, they may stretch them again. So uh, I think this is going to be a great football game at Leo Buckley tonight. Does Rodgers, do the Eagles, do they push Franklin a little bit tonight maybe? They could. I don't know that they will. Franklin's offense is just so methodical and so good that they keep other offenses off the field. And, look, they can score from anywhere on the field too, just like a good football team can. But, I mean, if they get, if they want to, they can start just three yards in a cloud of dust and do it at will. And so, you know, if, if that's what they need to get into, they'll do that. Uh, and, and I think it's going to make it hard on Rodgers. But if Rodgers can get just a couple of three and outs and, 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 and get field position in their favor, you know, I, I think that they have a chance to just at least be there in the fourth quarter. And you know anything can happen in the fourth quarter, especially on a team that you look at who's number one in the state and, and then you hang with them and things start going your way and the ball bounces your way. You know, anything can happen on a Friday night, and I think that that's going to, that would have to be the case for Rodgers tonight. I think they're going to have to find a way to get some three and outs, hang around, and then let, every, let the magic happen if it does.
0: And, and I will tell you this: the strength of the Rodgers football team is their offense. They may be able to control the football a little bit, and if they can do that, it's hard to score when you don't have the football. Absolutely. Now, it's not impossible, but it's hard <laughs> to score when you don't have the football in most cases. But, and I think, and I think that that's, I think that has got to be the goal for the Rodgers Eagles is to make sure that their offense uh, executes their plan and maybe just maybe try to try to limit the possessions of, of Franklin. I think that's your only chance. Uh, I mean, we know just how good that football team is.
3: They're very good, and you're right. I mean, if you can do that, if you can push them and and, and put it on them that they have to go score because you're up a couple of scores, well, you might have a chance there. I, I still think it's going to be how good can this Rodgers defense react to what Franklin's going to roll at them. And, again, a couple of three and outs are huge, or, you know, a couple of just – Maybe get one first down in the series and then get them off the field. Anything like that, and, and make make them live on your end of the field for a while. Then you have a chance in this ball game.
0: All right. So, and again, there's uh, and there's several teams that are that have an open week, and you know, it's it's we're at that point now in high school football where they're all all of these games are, are they have every one of them has big meaning, has an important meaning to uh, to where they're headed as far as postseason play is concerned I mean we're getting down to the final five weeks the five football games uh, for a lot of teams and and uh you, you know every Friday night uh, has has significance to it and that's that's the cool thing about it right now
3: Well, district implications are starting to rear their ugly head and and now you're you you know if it's not this week it's absolutely and I think it is this week but it's absolutely next week for sure teams are starting to thinking about okay now didn't work out like we wanted to now we got to start jockeying for position because we don't want to be in this position we need to be in this position because of who you might match up with in the postseason
0: absolutely all right so 426 so when we come back we are going to talk with ricky thompson we'll talk about the baylor matchup. we'll talk about the uh the uh, the other two games that are going on in the Big Twelve, and we'll look at those games when we uh, when we get a chance here in just a couple of minutes with Ricky Thompson, and uh, we'll do that for you here in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but right now we want to talk about to Pioneer Steel and Pipe. The look, they've been doing this since 1943. Same family. I mean, it's it's the Emries and 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 John uh, for the longest uh, was uh, was was the kind of running that thing, and now he's kind of handed off the reins to Braden, and he's in charge. And Braden kind of likes bossing John around, always has. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but look, it's it's family owned, it's family operated. They do a tremendous job of taking care of their customers, and that's that's their number one goal is to make sure that. When a customer leaves, they leave satisfied with their buying experience. Their Central Texas is largest structural steel pipe and metal building components distributor. They carry all sizes of pipe from one half inch to 24 inches for all your fencing needs. They uh, they also stock American-made grade 60 rebar. They. Uh, they can help you with, the, with that barn dominium or that metal building. And if you don't know how to get that thing started, you want to but you're not sure, hey, Pioneer Steel and Pipe will help you find the best contractor for the project. They service the largest selection of metal building contractors in all of Central Texas, and they'd be happy to point you in the right direction. They've got a location down in Bryan. They've also got one here in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive in Orchard Lane. They're open Monday through Friday from 730 until 5, and then on Saturdays tomorrow from 8 until noon. And you can check them out 24-7 at PioneerBoys.com. Don't forget, at Pioneer Steel & Pipe, they deliver and they unload. We're talking about Pioneer. Still in pipe. Recently on the John
1: Morris Show. Tony Caridi, the great voice of the West Virginia Mountaineers. Well, John, I look forward to seeing you. And from what I'm told, I won't be able to, I won't need to look for you.
7: All I'll see is this unbelievable shining gleam coming off your basketball national
11: championship
2: ring. That's how I'll know where you are. I
7: got you. Where's, where's Morris? Yeah. Just follow the shine
2: from the ring.
9: <laughs> that is great.
2: Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas we we'll
8: At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam.
10: I walk all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports.
8: They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at
3: the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace
4: howmetcom slash
12: join us. Search Waco for complete listing. Hey, it's Matt Mosley from the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry Law Firm. They're trial lawyers with over 100 years combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco, managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig Cherry's triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. He's obtained significant settlements and verdicts for his clients, due in no small part to his ingenuity and relentless tenacity. His tireless dedication and ability to anticipate his opponent's next move makes him the ultimate opponent in the courtroom. Learn more about Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry Law Firm at SWC That's swclaw.com. When you need help obtaining offsite sewer and water easements,
7: give
4: Fawcett Title Works a call. We will obtain temporary and permanent easements, all negotiations, and a detailed spreadsheet of the status of all easements. Not only that, but Fawcett Title Works can handle
9: everything from 404 wetlands permit applications, U.S. Army engineering permits and easements, railroad crossing permits, locating heirs to property reports, and much more. All with our fast and
4: accurate turnaround time ensuring we always have happy clients. Fawcett Title Works handles most counties in Texas. Fawcett Title Works clifton 254-366-1192 and at faucettitleworks.com. espn radio sports center
3: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Russell Wilson left the game with an injured finger, and the Rams beat the Seahawks 26 to 17 last night on Thursday Night Football. Astros beat the White Sox six to one. Game two this afternoon. Rays beat the Red Sox five to nothing. Game two at six o'clock tonight. The NL series starts today with the Braves and the Brewers this afternoon, and the Dodgers and the Giants tonight at 8:30. Temple Wildcats beat the Ellison Eagles last night 56 to 27. High school football tonight on our airwaves. Waco at Desoto pregame. At at 6 30 with tom barfield on espn central texas waco university hosts mansfield timberview pregame at 6 30 on 104.9 baylor hosts west virginia tomorrow at mclean stadium with 11 a.m kickoff our coverage starts at 7 a.m with game day with tom barfield
2: sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas time to talk football with Ricky Thompson, presented by Alliance Bank of Central Texas.
0: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game day here, or, or game time, something like that. I don't know. what it's, We're on the road, let's just put it that way. And we're watching the band perform, and that's kind of cool, uh, as the... Uh, Uh, Marching Eagle Band performs prior to tonight's uh, DeSoto and Waco High game. Joined now by Ricky Thompson. Ricky, good afternoon. How are you?
13: Good, guys. Uh, It's fun to be Friday night in football season.
0: I mean, we, we have so much fun doing this. I mean, you know, we cover three or four games, and then we have a scoreboard show and all that good stuff. Ricky, let's, uh, let's talk about tomorrow's game. Uh, 11 a.m., does that mean anything to a player, a, an early start? does. I mean, does that change anything, how you prepare uh, on game day? Uh, you know what? I,
13: I think it's great for the players because they can wake up and play football. I know waiting around all day is horrible. I think a 2.30 game is good. Six is okay. Seven or later kickoff is horrible, particularly – more so for the road team, but for either team to wait around all day and have meetings and wait on pregame meals, those are generally four hours before kickoff. So if you play at 7 o'clock, you don't eat pregame till 3. Uh, 11 o'clock kickoff, you get up at 7, you, eat, you get to the stadium and you play football, and I think that is really good, particularly I love an 11 o'clock game on the road, and I think the players do too. They like to get out there and play and uh, get it underway, and it's a lot – better environment road game to play at 11 versus seven. I promise you.
3: Ricky, do you think the weather could become a factor at McLean Stadium tomorrow? It may be in favor of the Baylor Bears, 81 degrees at kickoff and then up to 90 by the end of the game?
13: Well, if it goes one way or the other, Ward, it's going to go in the direction of the Bears as far as favor. West Virginia obviously isn't as warm this time of year as it is here. Uh, that could definitely be a factor. Uh, hopefully it is. Hopefully it wears those guys down. But I, I just I don't think that's something the Bears can worry about, you know, the weather will take care of itself. But uh, we seem to have been pretty fortunate on cramps. I think I've only seen a couple guys cramp up at all. So these guys are hydrating. And hopefully, particularly late in the game, and particularly if you have time of possession in your favor, heat could really be a factor with these guys from West Virginia.
0: Ricky, talk a little bit about uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers, Neil Brown's team. I-, I realize they're two and three, but they've been in every football game. In fact, I think they've led or been tied in every one of their games. So they're not getting blown out. They're just, for lack of a better term, finding a way to lose some of these ball games.
13: Yeah, you know what? That record's a little bit misleading. Uh, they lost to Maryland on the road, thirty to twenty-four, and just really didn't play that well. Had every chance to win that game. Uh, LIU, the second one at home, that was really not competitive at all. But then remember, they get, beat a good Virginia Tech team at home 27-21, their third game of the season. So if if you're not pretty good, you don't do that. And remember, more than anything, they went to OU, had a chance 13-13, clock winding down, and had a bad shotgun snap that went back to about midfield. They were in position to kick a field goal and win that football game, ended up losing 16-13. to uh, the Tech game, I think we all know they expected to win that. Most of us expected them to win that. They didn't. Tech won that game 23-20 to at West Virginia last Saturday. I think that surprised most, but I got to see part of that Oklahoma-West Virginia game, and I, the guys, they look pretty good. They're better than two and three, I promise you.
3: How imperative is it for the Bears to be able to throw the ball even in the medium range but also stretch the field a little bit tomorrow against West Virginia and try to loosen them up?
13: It's absolutely critical. This West Virginia team will play much like Oklahoma State. They will come after you. They will bring guys on the run blitz. They'll try to stop the zone read on first and second down without question. I think you saw the result when we play action and went deep on Oklahoma State was not a completion every trip down there, but it made those guys run. We got three big plays deep. Uh, Strada had two. Taquan had one late. I think you have to throw the ball deep against this type defense, stretch them out, and then with that, drag the tight ends across the middle, drag the slot receivers across the middle of the football field, 10 to 12 yards deep. Uh, Bring the running backs out of the backfield on the circle route behind the linebackers. You've got to test them and and, guys, I think, too, you have to let Gary Bohannon loose. You've got to let him sling it Saturday and not worry about an interception. And there's no quarterback alive that is not throwing an interception. And and if you can't come back from one, then that's a problem as a quarterback. So I think you've got to let Gary go this Saturday.
0: And I was just about to ask you that. I mean, it, it almost feels like that they've kind of protected – Protected Gary a little bit in in how they've in how they've called plays and how they've designed the offensive scheme and and, and it's been you know quite quite honestly it's been pretty predictable but you you're, don't they I mean you're right I mean you just said it but don't, don't they just got to let him cut loose and, and go play the game?
13: Absolutely, and I think there was a time early in this season when they did exactly the right thing to protect him. Remember, this is a guy that's really not played at all, and I think early mistakes particularly in the first two or three games uh if he would have gone out there and thrown three or four interceptions I think that would have really affected his psych so I think that was important but now guys we're four and one we're we're going into the sixth game of the season it's time to cut loose you can't you can't be conservative anymore you've got to let him play and I think you've got to let him run the ball a little bit more and and encourage him to do so you don't want him to get hurt. You want him to know when to go down, and that there's always a chance of an injury when a quarterback runs the football. But I think that completely changes the tone of this offense if Gary takes off a couple of times with 10, 12-yard gains on, on a run play.
3: When you look at the West Virginia offense, what does the defense for Baylor have to do to be able to slow them down and put them into uncomfortable situations?
13: Well, I think you've got to make them throw the ball. They've not been overly successful running. I know Tech uh, did a really good job against West Virginia on the run, forced them to throw the football. Uh, You've got a quarterback over there that's capable of throwing interceptions, a lot like Brock Purdy from Iowa State. He can be really, really good, and he can have rough games. And I think that's what they have to force. They have to put pressure on him. They've got to force them to throw the football, and they've got to stop the run. Should have Terrell Bernard back at least part time uh, tomorrow. I think that's very important as far as getting guys in the right spot, the right position. Ter- Terrell's not just a really good football player; he's a really smart football player, and they missed him dramatically. Hopefully, Kalen Barnes is back at corner too. And I just I think you've got to make it throw making them throw it and make some plays in the secondary, turn those into turnovers, and this week turn turnovers into points.
0: All right. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, a couple other ball games, Ricky. Explain to me Texas Tech. Can you?
13: No, I can't. <laughs> they are four and one. I have played a couple of the ugliest ball games we've seen, but they're four and one. Uh, their one loss record would say that they're pretty decent. Uh, whether they are or not, I don't know. Uh, but no, I, I can't explain them. They've been very inconsistent, but. I do know this. If you go to Morgantown and you win a football game, you're doing something right. I don't know what it is, but you're doing something right. And I think the two early touchdowns were turnovers, an interception and a fumble by the quarterback. And that's what I'm talking about. You've got to force him into throwing, force him into turnovers. And it was 14 to nothing in the first quarter. And then they just hung on for dear life from there. I know up 17 nothing first half, West Virginia scored 17 third quarter tied it up but they hung on and won in a hostile environment so uh, they may have something going there and they're two wins away from bowl eligibility
3: Texas OU this weekend and I think if you looked at this schedule going into the season you would have said in the cotton bowl that OU was going to be a heavy favorite is it still that situation is OU a favorite because they have Spencer Rattler in that offense or has Texas changed the narrative
13: I, you know what, guys, I was a little bit surprised when it came out. I honestly thought Texas might be favored in this game. I think they've played really well the last couple of weeks, and I was surprised when Oklahoma State came out as a three-point favorite, I believe. I'm close to that. I guess they still are. Uh would not surprise me for Oklahoma to win. We've just seen them win game after game when we maybe had a doubt, but I would not surprise me at all to see Texas win this game tomorrow, guys.
0: Talking with Ricky Thompson, and, and, and Ricky, uh, just a final thought on 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 Baylor and uh, and West Virginia. I know as a player, you probably weren't uh, heavily involved, but homecoming really is a a special time in Waco, Texas.
13: Yeah, it really is. It's I think it's different here, just because of a lot of reasons. Of course, the the parade that's been ongoing for how many years, forever it seems, and that that's a pretty cool event uh, uh it really is and it, it's different some schools i think put more emphasis on it than others and i think we do uh, it's awfully cool uh homecoming uh i know 11 o'clock kickoff makes that tough in some ways it's better if it's an afternoon kickoff but yeah
0: that that's it, a And really, it is next week mm-hmm. it's a two. it yeah, it's a two thirty kick next week against BYU. Yeah, so that's right. That, it works right. out really well, doesn't it? Does Brigham that.
13: Young. I, I was thinking Brigham Young was
11: eleven too, but it's not. It's two thirty.
0: Uh, no, it's two thirty. So we. Make, I mean, it works out really
11: well.
13: Yeah, it does. It makes a huge difference. I know a couple of times we've had that early morning kickoff on Homecoming, and it's been a train wreck. It seems like it's second quarter before you get fans <laughs> into the stands, and I I really hate that. But uh, I think you know this week, guys. I think it's virtually sold out. I guess, and I'm going to be really surprised Mm -hmm. if the Bears do what we need to do tomorrow, win this football game. I think you're going to see two in a row. I think you're going to see a jam-packed McLean Stadium uh, next week for homecoming.
0: And it should be a lot of fun. Hey, Ricky, we appreciate it. What's going on at uh, Alliance Bank right now?
13: Well, I tell you what, it's Friday here like everywhere else, and all I'm seeing is everybody walking around with their school shirts on, and uh it they're mostly green and gold we've got some high school stuff we've got an occasional Aggie walk through here we try to restrict them to upstairs on Fridays (laughs) if we can uh sometimes that doesn't work but (laughs) uh just uh really as I've said before guys we're just happy to be part of this community and excited about the future of Alliance Bank and the growth we've experienced and uh it's it's good times here
0: and you know that you you talk about the lo- being local that you, you you wouldn't get that if you were at one of the big conglomerates. I mean, you got guys who probably wearing their Crawford shirt and their Midway shirt and their Waco shirt. And then, of course, as you mentioned, their college shirt, that, that that's kind of a cool thing on a Friday in a locally owned and operated
12: bank.
13: Well, it is. And you know, it's just there's just there's just more attention to that type of thing in local banks, not just, business-wise and the detail and answering phones and talking to customers and having somebody to talk to and having a real interest in the community you're in. And I think that's part of it where we allow these guys and girls around here to dress in school colors on Friday. and I, I was joking about that, but seriously, they whatever school that they're affiliated with, wear it. That's, that's what Friday's all about, and that's
0: really a lot of fun. Hey, Rick, as always, it's a pleasure. We'll see you tomorrow out at the stadium.
13: Thanks, guys. Looking forward to it. Hope West Virginia heats up Talk- a little bit late in the game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you soon. That is that is Ricky Thompson from Alliance Bank of Central Texas. It is a 446. We're 14 away from 5. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
11: The China Spring Coaches Show with Brian Bell, brought to you by Kristen Clements, Camille Johnson Realtors, China Spring Country Store, Triple S Sports, Benchmark Mortgage, and First National Bank of Central Texas. China Spring.
5: Cougars made it through the non-district schedule undefeated and are coming off a bye week this week. Coach, many will look at your record so far and see an offense that scores a lot, but your defense is only giving up about 12 points a game, and that too has contributed to your winning record.
14: Yes, sir. Offense is uh, putting up some points every now and then, uh, but our defense is really what makes us go. You know, they're they're playing high-powered, high effort, really focused on defense, and so we're really proud of the the performance they're putting on, and, and our job is just to go one and zero every week and uh, keep that ball rolling and. and keep this train kind of moving in the right direction
5: as you enter district play is there a player on your team who's performed beyond your original expectations
14: um i think we got a bunch of guys that, that actually we uh, we didn't know kind of what we we're going to get out of them but uh they're doing a phenomenal job um uh, you know you got, got uh, and you got guys who you thought you had big expectations for that are playing well too but i mean there's guys like isaiah williams um who uh, who's who's really having a great senior season for us you know tristan x line starting both ways and having a great season. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of guys I can name. Uh, Jalen Trotter is playing phenomenal football. Keith Gemini's really stepped up. Um, I mean, uh, Mason Kirk is always consistent. You know, Jacob Mott's really and Gabe Watkins is playing good football. Uh, we're really proud of a lot of guys that uh, that really stepped up in their roles this season.
5: Your district starts against Gerald, a team that features a defense that has already pitched a couple of shutouts. What other challenges does Gerald present?
14: Um, they got they're they're on the back end of their defense. You know they got a, a lot of guys who can fly around and make tackles, um, and and kind of up front they're just real solid, uh, and uh, they're really they kind of understand what they're trying to do and they and they they do it well. And so uh, we got to make sure we're ready and prepared uh, going to this Friday night's game to to do everything we can do to come out with the victory. ESPN
2: Central Texas.
8: When you work with a bank, you should expect the best of everything. That includes face-to-face personal service and the kind of community banking care that only comes from one neighbor to another. That's exactly what you'll get from the first National Bank of Central Texas, where you'll know your banker works as hard as you do. Because just like the Waco High Lions, they're focused on winning no matter the game. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC and equal housing lender.
15: The one stop for all your farm and rent supplies is China Spring Country Store. They are an official Purina dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets. China Spring Country Store also has the latest styles from the most popular brands of women's western clothing, including those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude, plus jewelry, lawn and garden products, and Plum Creek Crockers that will be perfect for your front porch. Go by and see Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway.
4: Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com.
8: You're out. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at WingsAndTemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years
0: all right welcome back into the program this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas Tom Ward Aaron we're glad you're with us we're going to switch gears it is football Friday and but we're going to switch gears here just just a little bit and talk some baseball Ward I know you were busy but did they have a television on in the press box last night
3: no, they had no elevator and no television. <laughs>
0: no elevator, huh? <laughs> Dern. That sounds
3: familiar. Uh-huh.
0: Uh anyway. <laughs> uh you know did so you uh did I did not did see anybody. Those, any baseball those, those nice Okay, so but the nice people Ben and Pat didn't help you, uh didn't help you uh, with the equipment yesterday?
3: No. There was no no help to be found when I got there, but that's all right. We got it done. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Got it done. All right. But, but the uh, Astros win last night
0: by a final, or yesterday afternoon by a final of six to one. They were pretty darn dominant. Uh, Lance McCullers, the winner in the ball game, and in, in, uh, in uh, uh, Lance Lynn was the uh, loser, the former Ranger. But uh, in in you know Houston just they just went out in in. Did their job. I mean, they they attacked the baseball and and played really really well, pitched it well, and consequently they get out to a to a fast start and win game one six to one. Meanwhile, the night game in Dusty Baker talked a little bit about getting out to a fast start and winning that first game.
13: I mean, that puts you up. I mean, it's a long ways from over because you know these guys are a quality team, and so um, you especially want to win that first game. Especially if that's why you play for that home field. Uh, advantage. That's why it was so important. And uh, so, you know, we got our work cut out, um, you know, tomorrow. And uh, it's a good feeling to win that first one.
2: That
0: is the uh, Astros skipper, Dusty Baker. And the uh, Astros do win it uh, six to 6 1. Now, last night and in the uh, nightcap, t- huh?
3: Meanwhile, they're off to a big start today, too. They're about to go up 2 0, is their 9 4 on the White Sox with the big seventh inning. So. This Astro team rolling right along right now, Tom.
0: So that uh, that is – and I will tell you that I'm having a little return audio issue, so I did not hear a word you said. Did you say the Astros were winning at this point?
3: Yes, top of the ninth, 9-4 to four Astros on top of the White Sox. A big seventh inning put them up in commanding lead here in game number yeah, two. Yeah, that is
0: that – is, that's good stuff. That is good stuff for the Astros uh, to be uh, in – uh, in a position to go up two to nothing in that series. the uh, the nightcap last night saw the uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays defeat the uh, the Boston Red Sox five to nothing. And in that game, you had a steal of home. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was really kind of a cool thing last night.
3: i I did see it just a few minutes ago after you mentioned it in the break to go back and look at that. i I didn't have any idea about it because i I just didn't catch that. Uh, earlier today, uh, and, of course, I didn't see it last night. But, yeah, stealing home uh, doesn't happen every day in a baseball game. and In fact, happening in October is even more rare. Is, did I hear,
0: or and, and can we check, because I, I meant to do this before I, I got on the road started traveling, but did I hear that that was the first steal of home in a postseason game? Since Jackie Robinson did it for the Brooklyn
3: Dodgers? I you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. And I'll see if I can find that for you. I don't I don't I don't remember a a, a steal at home having such a you know, usually you hear about somebody stealing home and I in especially in a playoff game. But I don't know. It might have happened, but I I don't I I wouldn't bet against that. I really wouldn't.
0: Oh Ward it was It was a thing of beauty. I mean, it was. I mean, he got the jump
3: on him. He got the jump on him by a long way.
0: the The timing was perfect. I mean, he timed that perfectly. And 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 I'm telling you, as you guys know, it was not as close as you would have thought it would be. You would think that would be as bang bang as it could be, but. It really wasn't. I mean, it's a close play. Let's let's don't kid ourselves. But it really was a. a uh, I mean, a, a thing of beauty. It was fun to watch. It really was. I. I mean, I was. I watched every bit of that. I would go to the football game, guys, during a uh, during a pitching change or or a commercial break or whatever. But for the most part, I was glued to the television set for the baseball game. I just, you know, postseason baseball is just so much fun.
3: It is, and and. Uh... It has happened only 20 times in Major League Baseball history in the playoffs. So there you go.
0: How about that? How about that? All right, uh, it, it, and so the Astros are off and running, and uh, there's more postseason baseball all weekend long. Kind of fit it in with your football and and just make it a big sports weekend. But uh, it, it should be a lot of fun. So as as Ward mentioned, the uh, the uh, white the uh, White Sox and the Astros uh, this afternoon uh, in the, in Atlanta and Milwaukee. Uh, got underway uh, just about an hour or so ago, so that game is off and running. Boston and Tampa Bay again tonight, as is Los Angeles and San Francisco. Heck, I may even get home to see some of that. That's the late game. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, at eight thirty-seven Central Time first pitch, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, and you know what? That will be a fun one because it's the Dodgers and the Giants. I mean, it, it's two former New York programs that are now out on the West Coast, and, it, it, you know, it should be a lot of fun. Now, they've been out there for a long time. I get it. But still, it's uh, it's the Giants and the Dodgers. I mean, Ward, playoffs, Dodgers, Giants, can it be any better than that?
3: No, that's, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good matchup, having the Dodgers and the Giants go against each other, two teams that, you know, you, you talk about rivalries in, in every sport, and that's pretty much a rivalry right there between the Giants and the Dodgers, has been for forever. And so that, that's neat to have those two teams match up uh, in the NL ser- series. So uh, I, I'm, I'm intrigued about that one. Uh, here's an update for you on the Braves and the Brewers, both tied at zero uh, mm-hmm. in the top of the fifth. They're just going to the top of the fifth.
0: All right, sounds good. All right, uh, we are going to step aside. When we come back, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine joins us. We'll talk some high school football with Greg next on ESPN Central Texas.
7: The West Virginia Mountaineers are coming to Waco this Saturday to challenge the Bears at McLean Stadium. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, JJ, and Ricky. Bears Ears. Saturday from McLean Stadium. Here on the flagship station for Baylor football, ESPN Central Texas.
8: Satisfy your appetite with the great food at B and M Barbecue and More in Riesel. They specialize in slow cooked Texas style barbecue, and you can buy it by the pound, the plate, or the sandwich. Ask about their three meat and two meat combo plates. B and M Barbecue and More also features a daily lunch special, plus all-you-can-eat options, and don't forget to satisfy your sweet tooth with their homemade pies. A proud supporter of the Riesel Indians, B and M Barbecue and More now open Wednesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. until 8 p.m.
3: Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios,
2: this is KRZI Waco, K222 DC Waco, K265 DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. If you miss country music under the star studded Texas sky, this year's Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo concert lineup is perfect for you. Dance the Night Away with Tracy Lawrence and Carson Jeffrey on Thursday, October 14th. Walker Hayes, Gabe Lee, and Jack Ingram will hit the stage Friday, October 15th and Joe Nichols and Mike Ryan Saturday, October 16th. Learn more about the Bud Light music stage concert lineup and purchase your tickets at hotfair.com. We'll see you there.
4: Everything we do
15: for you. Go the distance with First Central Credit Union, your local team. Cheer on with lower payments by refinancing your vehicle. Rates are as low as 1.99% APR. First Central makes it a winning season with financing set to your preferences. You can select your due date and your payment frequency. Our local lenders are here to help with a game plan that meets your needs. Apply online. We make it easy to score at FirstCentralCU.com. We're your team.
4: Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. (laughs)
2: Time to talk high school football with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine. All right. A
0: couple of minutes after five. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Ward and Aaron are back in our ESPN Central Texas studios and, we are at Eagles Stadium in DeSoto, Texas, where the uh, DeSoto Eagles and yeah, the Waco Lions will tee it up tonight at 7 o'clock, 6.30 for the pregame. Joined now by the uh, by uh, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Greg, we're kind of at the halfway point. Uh, anything surprising to you from maybe a positive standpoint or, or maybe even something from a negative standpoint uh, as far as high school football is concerned through the uh, halfway point?
10: You know, one thing I think has been really remarkable that I've been I've been marveling at uh, this far thus far has been uh, a, a number of teams across the state of Texas who have first year head coaches that have found a way to really turn it around and that have found a way uh, to, to turn themselves in, into winners uh, teams like, for example, last night, Forney. Uh, In a wild three overtime game, beat Crandall to move to four and two. That was an 0 and 9 team a year ago. A new coach, Jeff Fleener, uh, formerly the uh, the head coach at Mesquite, and before that. He was the office coordinator for Allen. He was Kyler Murray's offensive coordinator, uh, helping to turn around the Jackrabbits uh, and, and turn them around in a big way. Uh, you know, I think Somerset's another example of a team that's really turned it around. equipment uh, was a team that we were that, that had been riding a long losing streak, and suddenly is four and two on the year. Uh, that is one thing that's really caught my eye this year: is you have a number of teams that uh, you would think with a first-year head coach that, that teams were, that they would struggle, but instead. They've found a way, they found the right buttons to push and turned them around, turned them into winners, and that is, uh, that is something that I think is, is awfully impressive and is going to be fun to watch down the stretch, see if they can keep this momentum building uh, with this new
3: staff. Tom and DeSoto who have the Eagles and the Waco Lions tonight in that, in that District 11-6-8, uh-huh. the District of Doom, whatever you want to call it, is it unfolding like you thought it might unfold midway through the season right now with the three bigs and everybody else fighting for that fourth position?
10: I I would say so, yes, but with a small caveat. And that would be that I think that when you take a look at at the the big three, you know, the quote-unquote big three, right, with DeSoto, Cedar Hill, and Duncanville, um, I do think those are the three at the top, but I also don't think the gap is all that wide between them and, like, the next tier of teams, specifically Waxahachie and Mansfield. I think that gap has narrowed a little bit. Um, I still think Duncanville is probably the best team in that district, uh, DeSoto might be second, although I have some questions about them. Cedar Hill might be second, although I have questions about them. Um, that, I think that what you've seen this year in, in District 11-6A is that those three teams at the top uh, are imperfect. They're they teams that have shown flaws. They're teams that, that have not necessarily shown that they are uh, maybe the world beating cells that they've, they've uh, grown accustomed to becoming. Or maybe it's a combination of that and Teams like Watsahachie and Mansfield, getting their feet underneath them and figuring things out. Uh, That, I think, is going to be very interesting to watch uh, unfold the rest of the way. is just how much has that gap narrowed between those top three, who I still think are the top three, and the teams that are going to be fighting for that fourth playoff spot.
0: Greg, is it my imagination, or were there more Thursday night games than normal last night? I mean, there were a lot of Thursday night football games.
10: Yeah, it, there there was a handful. Uh, There's there a good amount of them. I would say that what happens is, and what's important to remember, is that now that we are in district season, uh, you are going to have a little bit more of a crowded slate of Thursday night affairs simply because, uh, and, and I count 79 games last night, uh, simply because a lot of these teams, a lot of teams that end up playing on Thursday nights are in, uh, are in major metro areas, and those major metro areas tend to be ISDs that share stadiums. And so as a result... You can kind of get it, jimmy it around and make it so that the right team is away and in here, you know, so that this team can play at home, uh, you know, in non district. But once you get in the district, I mean, look, the schedule is the schedule, plain and simple. If you're playing at at home in week seven against so and so, then you are playing at home in week seven against so and so, and you got to find a stadium there. So that is one thing that coming off of last week, which was the really big bye week, we had, uh, you know, near more than a quarter of the state off. We are now back in full swing, 645 games. This weekend, almost all of them, all but 55, I believe, are district contests. As a result, you're going to see more Thursday games, and to that end, you're going to see more Saturday games too, simply because, uh, you know, I, I count, uh, let's see, I count a good number of, of Saturday games as well. Uh, that is simply because of the nature of the stadium situation where these teams are going to have to share stadiums in multi school ISDs.
3: Greg Sterling Doty and the Stephenville Yellow Jackets making their way into Waco mm. to take on Waco La Vega. Is this as good a football game as I think it's going to be?
10: Uh, I think there's a fair argument to be made that this is the best game of the state this week, and, and it's it's supremely interesting for a number of different reasons. You know, one of them obviously is the district opener for these two teams. Um, I think Stevenville has somehow at 5-0, and and despite being as successful a program as they are, I think that they have somehow fla- flown under the radar. New quarterback Ryder Lambert has been fantastic. Uh, wide receiver Koi Aiken has been uh, absolutely outstanding as well. He's caught 12 touchdown passes this year. Their defense has been good. But this is their biggest test to date because La Vega has really started to get it going. And they've really started to look like the La Vega of old. Uh, what's so interesting about this game is that this is such a, a stylistic clash. You know, there's I don't think there's any doubt about what Stephenville wants to do. They want to get out and run. They want to turn this into a shootout. For La Vega, they would much rather slug this thing out into a 28 to 14 victory at the end of it, and be uh, just be a bloody mess at the end of it. That's what's so interesting. Who's going to be able to, uh, to dictate the style of game that this is? Because uh, in one in one respect, I don't think Stephenville is, is built to, to win a slugfest, and I also don't think La Vega is built to win a shootout. So I think that you're going to have a really intriguing matchup here Uh, who is able to go out there and and, and land that first punch and dictate the terms of engagement in this game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and and really going to give us a a glimpse at what, especially now that Melissa beat Argyle, uh, really give you a glimpse at what region two and four division one is going to look like
0: uh, coming out of this game. There's, there's several games that intrigue me. I, how about Cameron and Academy? Now, you, at first glance, you look up and you go, "Okay, Cameron's got uh, two wins, big deal." Uh, but they've scored like 130 points in their last two ball games, and they're both district victories. So, and, and they're taking on Chris Lancaster and Little River Academy. I think this this is an interesting football game.
10: Uh, I think they figured it out. I think that I think something has clicked with Cameron Yo. And 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 look, they started off 0 and 4, and and that's not. Obviously, Rick Rhodes doesn't want to live there. That's not what he wants to do, right? But he also played a double overtime game against Lago Vista. He played. He, they lost to an undefeated 4A Belleville. They lost to an undefeated number one in the state, Franklin. They lost to Lake Belton, who A, is undefeated, and B, probably when they enter realignment next year, they're probably going to be a 5A. And so, like, between that, now they're playing teams their own size, and they're pummeling them. I mean, absolutely pummeled uh, uh, Caldwell. They, they they boat raced Rockdale in the Battle of the Bell last week. And so if you're Little River Academy and you're 5-1 and one and you're looking at this from a record perspective, uh, buyer beware there because I think <laughs> this is a team in Yo that is much better than their record indicates, and they've certainly figured something out. Chris Lancaster's squad has the one loss in the year. It's to Lorena. There's no shame in that. But they, have, they are going to need to be ready uh, for this game because I think this is a team that – the, uh, a fantastic matchup of, of strength on strength. The defense for Academy has been largely very, very good. Going up against suddenly one of the hottest offenses in the state in Yo. Uh, I think this is a really intriguing matchup, and certainly much more intriguing than the records would, would have you have you believe.
3: Belton Tigers traveling over Leo Buckley to take on Harker Heights. Harker Heights trying to rebound after that loss to Temple last night or last week, and Temple winning last night. Both these times, teams trying to keep up in 12-6A. How big is this ball game tonight at Leo Buckley?
10: Yeah, I think this is huge. I I think that this is especially for Harker uh coming off of that loss last week to Temple. I, I think they need to reestablish themselves as uh, as as a as clearly a playoff team. Uh and this would this would go a long way towards doing that is beating a team uh like Belton that has, you know, defense has been okay, but their offense has just had trouble getting getting out of the mud in a lot of a lot of their games. I mean, they they're winning they won last week against Brian, 21-14 in overtime. They've got to get this offense going if they want to get where they want to go. For for Harker Heights, it's a matter of shaking off last week, uh, you know, a tough loss there, and finding a way to, to to get a victory coming back home to Killeen. I think this is a really intriguing game, and you know, for Harker, there's no reason to push the the the, uh, the panic button. Uh, but this is a game you probably need to win. Uh, if you if you if you lose this game, then you really start looking around and wondering if you're going to have enough uh, enough in the in the correct win in the correct column at the end of uh, at the end of the season to, to get into the playoffs for Belton, this would be a huge win, and you would feel three zero in district. Yes, there's bigger tests ahead like Shoemaker and Temple, but at the same time, if you are um, if you are Belton and you're Brett Sniffen, if you get this win tonight, you are feeling very very good about finding a way into the playoffs.
0: Visiting with Greg Temper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and Valley Sports Southwest, Greg uh, in, in two A Division two number one marked Kevin Hoffman's team. Hosting number ten Chilton. Talk to me about this one.
10: Yeah, really intriguing in this one, and I think I think Mart may in fact be the quietest number one team in the state. Uh, and I think part of it is that they just I don't know, like like part of it is that they just don't play anybody, and that's not re- in non district, and that's not really their fault. Like a, a big reason is that nobody wants to play them. Like nobody wants to take on the the Panthers in non district because they tend to know how it goes, and so that's that's why they end up playing. Three A teams like Teague and McGregor, and you know Whitney's a pretty good Three A team. Uh, last week they played, or last uh, in week the last time we saw them is before bye week. Uh, they played Italy, who is a a two A, a 2A team, a two A Division One team, and a pretty good one. And that game was seven seven at halftime before Mark stood on the gas and ran away with it. Um, here's a first real look at Mart in an apples to apples sense because it's so hard with these cross classification games to really get a read on what it means. Well, here's a game. Here's a district title game, in my opinion, right out of the shoot, uh, with uh, with Chilton. Chilton is, I think, really impressive this year. Surprise 4-0. The defense had lost two points total in their last three games. Absolutely ridiculous. Jabrian Davis, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're all-everything uh, athlete, does a little bit of everything. I think quarterback Mc- McKellar Cook is very solid as well. Um, this is, to me, the first real opportunity to see Mark play a game that – play the type of game that they're going to have to win to get to the state championship game. And, and so if they come out there and they, and Chilton hangs with them, then maybe 2A Division II is not their runaway that some people may think. Uh, but if Mark goes out there and they blast Chilton, then, then suddenly we have to have a conversation about what 2A Division II is going to look like the rest of the way. All right, uh, coming
0: up tonight on the television show, what are you guys working on?
10: Yeah, we've got a bunch of games across the state. We're going to have reporters all over the place, uh, including, of course, the, the biggest games in the state. Uh, you know, most notably, we're going to be at uh, Stephenville and La Vega. We're going to be excited about that one. Fort Bend Hightower and, and, and Richmond Foster is another game that we're really excited about. Um, uh, you know, another thing that I, I'm particularly interested in uh, watching tonight is out there in Amarillo, Amarillo and Amarillo-Tascosa, a big rivalry game. They call it Hell Week out there in Amarillo cause it's a whole week of, of, just, uh, of just hatred across across, uh, across town. Going to be a lot of fun on, on Valley Sports Southwest, six hours of high school football stuff. Hey,
0: I got to ask uh, on, uh, on, on Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine uh, on your predictions today, who did you pick, La Vega mm-hmm. or Stephenville?
10: I took La Vega, and there's a very real, very clear reason why. And that is because if I don't pick La Vega, uh, then Don Hyde is going to roast me. Um, and that's, and I, just don't need, I just don't need that in my life. This is a 100% true story, and I've told this before. Uh, back in 2018, when they made the title game against Liberty Hill, I picked Liberty Hill to win that game. Um, and then afterwards, of course, people know La Vega won uh, the state championship that year. Uh, Coach Hyde uh, invited me to speak at their banquet. And, and I am fairly certain the only reason why is so that he could roast me in front of a crowd. Dave Campbell was at the, was in the crowd. Dave Campbell because he's a La Vega grad. So he really just kind of wanted to roast me in front of his boss – in front of my <laughs> boss, rather, which I have always had a lot of respect for, uh, for Don Hyde because he did that. That's, uh, that's the kind of thing I would do. And so he and I are kindred spirits in that regard.
0: Hey, hey, make no mistake, we're all afraid of him. So uh, hey, we we appreciate your time today, Greg. Thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, talk you guys. <laughs> that's great. Hey, Ward, that's great stuff. <laughs> He's picking La Vega because he doesn't want to make Don Hyde mad.
3: <laughs> He's not the only one.
0: No, 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 not at all. It's a 517. This is Dave Campbell's. No, this is not Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. It could be if uh, if Don Hyde wants it to be. Uh, And this is uh, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We got the uh, Cowboy Report coming up in just a second. But right now, I want to take a second and talk about our good friends at. uh, morrison's gifts you know if it's a birthday an anniversary a holiday whatever the case may be you need to go to morrison's gifts at 4308 uh... Forty-three zero eight West Waco Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. You can pick from uh, John Hart Leather Goods, Consuela Gifts. Uh, They got big old key rings, candles, jewelry, whatever the case, whatever you're looking for, they've got it. And maybe you don't know what you're looking for, which is most of the time my case. Then they'll help you. You know, they'll help you pick out something. In then they offer the free gift wrapping. So it's going to be beautifully gift wrapped. And then, hey, you're going to be able to, t- to, do, uh, to take care of that special someone. So check them out anytime you're. I mean, maybe you want to just give a gift because that's the place to go. It's Morrison's Gifts at 4308 West Waco Drive next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. And tell them that we sent you by. <laughs>
15: Hey everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Former head coach Jason Garrett is now the play caller for the Giants who come to AT&T Stadium Sunday. We'll hear from the coach after this.
4: Head to AT&T Stadium to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek on Saturday, October 9th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Get ready to cheer on your Dallas Cowboys with tours of AT&T Stadium. Autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and Dallas Cowboys alumni. Ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and more. Check out the brand new Miller Lighthouse and even play on the field. Make the most of your game day and start the celebration early. Visit attstadium.com for more info.
2: It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply.
15: Former Cowboys head coach Jason Garrett is the coordinator and play caller for a rejuvenated Giants offense that takes the field Sunday, one year and one day from last year's Giants-Cowboys game in which Dak Prescott suffered a gruesome ankle injury. The play happened right in front of Garrett on the visitor sideline.
11: Oh, it was a, a really tough moment for me and, re, and really for anybody who, who's, who's been around him. You know, it's a serious injury. You know, the human side of everybody comes out. Uh, Nobody wants to see injuries to people they love and care about. But he doesn't surprise me one bit in how he responded to it, to come back and play as well as he has. So he's a special guy. He's made my life way better.
15: Sunday afternoon's kickoff is 325 Central. With the boys at the Star, I'm Christy Scales.
2: ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM.
12: And 100.9 FM. If you suffer from chronic pain, whether it's neck or back, arthritis, migraines, or any part of your body, it doesn't have to be that way. Dr. Rao Ali is a board certified pain specialist that offers his services to Central Texans from Hill Regional Hospital in Hillsboro. He can find the best treatment to help you improve daily function and increase your quality of life. Call Dr. Rao Ali. For an appointment, 469-562-4188. That number again, 469-562-4188.
4: Dollar General is a proud sponsor of the 2021 ESPN Events College Football Tailgate Tour. Looking for the really low prices on the items you use most? Then stop in at your nearby Dollar General where you can get in, get out, and get on your way. Dollar General is your official retailer for tailgating and home-gating whether you're on the way to the stadium or watching from home. With brands you know and love like Cheez-Its, Reese's Pieces, Kingsford Charcoal, Clorox Wipes, and more. Dollar General saves you time and money every day.
9: CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. At CMC Auto Group, we have always strived to carry the highest quality pre-owned inventory in town. All vehicles serviced, checked out, oil changed, and ready to drive daily. At CMC Auto Group, Central Texans are our customers, and Central Texans are who we strive to please. Great local financing available with incredibly low interest rates. CMC Auto Group at Highway 6 and Imperial. Keenan and Claire, tell them where.
7: CMCautogroup.com
9: Say Habla
6: Español. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitshi Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitshi Group. Learn more at the this is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. We'll see partly cloudy skies tonight for high school football. Still looking very nice with temperatures around 80, 82 degrees at kickoff. Overnight with a few clouds around, we'll see lows drop to 65 degrees. And your weekend forecast, mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 92. And partly cloudy, more humid on Sunday and 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out Fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
2: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
3: I'm Warren Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by CMC Auto Group, Highway 6, and Imperial. Come by and see what makes them different. Russell Wilson left the game with an injured finger and the Rams beat the Seahawks 26-17 last night on Thursday night football. Astros beat the White Sox 6-1, game two this afternoon. Rays beat the Red Sox 5-0, game two at 6 o'clock tonight. The NL series starts today with the Braves and the Brewers this afternoon and the Dodgers and the Giants tonight at 8.30. Temple Wildcats beat the Ellison Eagles last night 56-27. High school football tonight on our airwaves Waco at DeSoto pregame at 630 with Tom Barfield on ESPN Central Texas Waco University hosts Mansfield Timberview pregame at 630 on 104.9 Baylor hosts West Virginia tomorrow at McLean Stadium with 11 a.m. kickoff our coverage starts at 7 a.m. with game day with Tom Barfield
2: Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas
0: Rocking along here on a Friday afternoon, a football Friday. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. Ward and Aaron back in our our uh, Alan Samuel Studios and. we are in DeSoto, Texas, where tonight it's the Eagles and your Waco Lions with a uh, kickoff coming up at seven o'clock tonight. Our pregame will get underway at around six thirty right here on ESPN Central Texas. Over on uh, Star 104.9 at six thirty, it is University in Timberview, and then everybody back over to ESPN tonight at around 10, 10.30 for the Friday night high school football scoreboard show with Lark and with Aaron. So that's what we got coming up for you right now. It is time for more Baylor conversation. Our Baylor Sports Beat program here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
7: It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
1: Everybody, it's a check of Baylor Athletics on the Friday afternoon Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor football gearing up to host the West Virginia Mountaineers tomorrow morning at McLean Stadium. We are from head coach Dave Aranda. Straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports
9: Baylor University is where lights shine bright. So, let there be light. Let there be roommates and teammates, scholarship and championships. Let there be fresh starts and new traditions, fast friendships and lasting impacts. Let there be laughter. Let there be joy. Let there be light. Baylor University, where lights shine bright.
7: Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris.
1: And welcome back. Baylor Equestrian with their home opener this afternoon at the Willis Family Equestrian Center, they drop a 10-8 decision to the Oklahoma State Cowgirls. Baylor now 1 and 1 in the fall portion of their schedule. Baylor soccer looking to rebound from last night's 2-1 loss at Kansas, playing at Kansas State Sunday afternoon at 1, the match on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And tomorrow morning at 11, we'll kick it off at McLean Stadium, Baylor versus West Virginia, Big 12 football. The Bears now facing a stretch of three straight home games spread over four weeks. That is a big plus, says head coach Dave Aranda
15: what a big difference you know from this year just for me personally just from from last year to this year just the 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 advent of of home field advantage is just so strong whereas last year you didn't really feel that and, and here it's you know we felt it on the other end of it just when we were down you know there's is hard to hear you're looking at people's lips and, and we got signs for things and so i'm trying to pick up the signs and so i think the um, to have that work for us here in, here in a couple games in a row would, is going to be good to have. We need as many people as we can.
1: Dave Aranda and the Bears looking forward to that home field advantage tomorrow hosting the West Virginia Mountaineers. We're on the air here on ESPN Central Texas at 7 a.m. tomorrow with Game Day Live, 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, the first hour of which is televised on KCEN TV. Then an 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Mountaineers, right here on ESPN Central Texas Television tomorrow on FS1. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. We'll talk to you tomorrow from McLean Stadium and have more Monday. I'm John Morris.
4: The
11: Crawford Coaches Show with Greg Jacobs, brought to you by Security Bank of Crawford, Bar None Country Store, Crawford Booster Club, Benchmark Mortgage, MP Electric, and TFNB Your Bank for Life.
5: Coach, coming off a 19 to 7 win over Toller last Friday night, this is a game where your uh, team got off to a little bit of a slow start.
11: Yeah, we uh, we we had a couple of turnovers early that gave uh, Toller a short field and and they were able to convert uh, uh, early, well, about midpoint of the first quarter. And uh, so, yeah, that was a costly turnover that, that affected us. Um, but uh, fortunately, we were able to, to come back later on.
5: Now, you, you score in the second quarter and go into halftime down by one point, point. then in the second half, your offense gets a couple of scores and your defense pitches a shutout.
11: Yeah, I was, uh, you know, our Kickoff return uh, to start the second half was big. Uh, we had a big kick return by Breck Chambers that really uh, gave us a lot of momentum. And, and from that point on, we went in was able to score pretty early in the third period. And uh, and then the defense stepped up and really played well uh, the second half. Uh, they controlled the, the the run really well. And we were able to really get some pressure on the quarterback in the passing game when we got up. Uh, and then, uh, of course, our last score was late in the third period, and uh, that was on a 83-yard touchdown run by Brett Chambers, and that really sealed the uh, the opportunity for us.
5: Now, this week you open up district play against Hamilton. Talk a little bit about Hamilton. What do they do offensively?
11: Hamilton is a, a slot T team. Uh, they rely heavily on a lot of uh, motion and uh, speed sweep and uh, a lot of misdirection. Uh, they've been very effective with it. Uh, I think they changed to that offense this year, and they've done very well with it to this point. Uh, defensively, they're uh, an odd front team that uh, uh, tries to uh, give you a lot of different looks out of their odd front and pressure with second-level people with linebackers and such like that. So it'll be, uh, it'll be a, a challenge for us to be able to, uh, to match up with that. After last week, we were – Dealing more with spread offense. Now we're more with a power condensed uh, slot T system. So uh, every week seems to be
2: a new new challenge for us, but we're looking forward to. It. ESPN Central Texas.
6: Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Boskey, Coriel, and McLennan Counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Boskeyville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford, member FDIC and Equal Housing.
9: experience. Visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us the one stop for your farm and rent supplies is Barnum and Country Store. They are an official Purina
15: dealer. When it's time to buy feed for all your animals, including dogs, cats, and exotic pets. Barnum and Country Store also has fencing products and panels with gates and culverts. Plus a good selection of deer feed and feeders. They also have the latest styles of men and women's clothing. Plus those comfortable shoes from Hey Dude. Go by and see Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Barnum Country Store. 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. next time.
0: All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Aaron, we're glad you're with us. And again, Aaron and Ward are in the uh, Allen Samuel Studios, and we are in DeSoto, Texas, where tonight it's the Eagles and the Waco Lions, 7 o'clock for the kick, six thirty four for our pregame show. And We're joined now by Kyle Yeomans from the uh, Dallas
16: Cowboys. Kyle, are you, are you working a uh, high school football game tonight? I am. I've got Parish Episcopal and Prestonwood Christian, two of the – top three teams in taps division one in the state of texas today out in plano so you're going to be you're just a, just a tad bit north of us you're up in
0: up in plano <laughs> right. so let's and then what about tomorrow you working a
16: college game uh no i don't have a college game for the next couple weeks i've got a little bit of time off for that one so gonna enjoy it i'm actually gonna go down to waco i'll be at the baylor game tomorrow on the sideline so That'll be a lot of fun with Baylor and West Virginia.
0: Outstanding. Look, come by and see us. We'll be there bright and early, uh, 7 a.m. for our pregame tomorrow morning. So uh, look forward to that. Hey, l- let's talk about this Cowboy-Giants matchup. Uh, we all know what, what Zeke was able to do last week. He's he's well over five yards a carry. Is this what the Cowboys are looking for from Zeke on, on a week-in and week-out basis, or was that just because – that's what the defense gave them, so that's what they
16: took. You know, I, I really think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, especially with the contract that Zeke does play under, yes, he is anticipated to have games where he does come out and put up 140-plus yards. Now, it was his first time putting up 140 since 2018, and the Cowboys have had a ton of team success when he does get above 140 yards. They're 8-0. and they're 16-0 and when he's above – or, excuse me, 16-1 and whenever he's above 117. So, ultimately, yeah, that's what they expect out of Zeke. But it also goes back to what they've been talking about through the first four weeks of the year, and that's – they're going to ride the hot hand. I mean, if the hot hand is Zeke, yes, they're going to give him the football, and they're going to allow him to run behind that offensive line and really salt away opposing defenses. You saw in that second half, that third quarter – just how much of a benefit it was to be able to pound against the, the Carolina defense that entered that game as the top run defense in the NFL. Well, Zeke was able to wither that away, uh, was able to take a little sting out of it and just kept on churning. And that is what this Cowboys team is going to do. But if it's Tony Pollard that has the hot hand, then they're going to give it to him. They're going to let him be a receiver out of the backfield. They're going to let him have more carries than Ezekiel Elliott. And if you ask me, I mean, in my own opinion, that is when an offense is most dangerous is when it is so selfless, it is so versatile that you can go so many different directions and you're not pinned down or pigeonholed by certain contract situations or certain roles.
3: Kyle, were you taken back by the Jalen Smith release, and do you think that that locker room has its backside hurt just a little bit by their captain being released?
16: Yeah, it's kind of tough. Uh, I think the timing of it was the surprising part, maybe not the the ultimate result. I think just from what we had seen from the linebacker rotation and and really what you have seen from the production of Jalen Smith, you had a, you had a potential to see this happen, whether it would have been this early off season earlier this year, or if it would have been after the 2021 season came to a close, but ultimately uh, and Jerry Jones talked about this on on 1053 the fan but they 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 looked at his injury issues uh his his history behind the injury he had a surgery this off season uh on his wrist which was a completely different thing than he had been dealing with and then they decided you know what if if he were to get hurt again then 9.2 million dollars was headed his direction as a fully guaranteed sum they thought it would be better to eat the dead cap at that point Uh, and and maybe even free up a roster spot as Keona Neal gets back into the rotation and allow him to go ahead and move on and find his way into a different situation. So the timing of it was surprising. You got an explanation from it. It still didn't really tell the whole story, I don't really think. Uh, And we'll see this week just how this this team responds because love them or hate them, Jalen Smith was a prominent figure in that locker room, good or bad. He was there. And people knew what he had to say. And they listened when he spoke. And you could see that in the reaction from the teammates like Micah Parsons and Leighton Vanderest throughout the week. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how they respond against the Giants on Sunday.
0: Is there any way this was more than just about football and finances?
16: Uh, if you wouldn't have added the finances in on the backside, I probably would have said yes because I think that is it. I think it's finances. Uh, And then the football side of things, I don't think there was a character issue. Uh, I mean, even Mike McCarthy had spoken about it on multiple occasions. He had done everything they were that he was asked to do. I mean, there's a reason why he was so prominently uh, displayed by the organization. Uh, Going back to last year, he was the Walter Payton man of the year nominee for the Cowboys. I mean, he was such a prominent figure in the community. He was a prominent figure in this organization. It, the performance just wasn't there, and, of course, the money uh, worked out against his favor as well And what was originally thought to be a team-friendly deal when he signed it a couple seasons ago. So I, I don't think it's really much more than that. Everybody that I've talked to said that there was no incident leading to the release. There was nothing that, that escalated or got to a breaking point. Uh, it was mostly just the situation and, and ultimately the decision that came down to it.
3: Kyle, who's the leader in that defensive locker room now?
16: Ooh, that's tough. I think it allows a couple guys to step up. I think Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory have already been in that conversation. I think now, even on a contract year, Leighton Vanderesh has to step up. I mean, that was kind of Jalen Smith's running mate. And you saw how he was hurt the other day. And really, that had been his comrade going all the way back to when he was drafted in 2018. I think this is a chance for... Leighton Van Esch to fill that role uh, and to step up as a leader but really right now the the hierarchy starts with Dan Quinn I mean the way that he has come in and established himself as uh, as the figurehead and, and not only the figurehead but really a, a top-notch coach a hands-on leader for that defense has been impressive and I think that's where the defense would turn to at the moment. If they're going to look at Quinn, sure, they'll look at some of the veterans, like a Demarcus Lawrence and a Randy Gregory, but I think uh, I think ultimately when it boils down to it, Dan Quinn is the man, uh, and that's who everyone's going to look to whenever things go south or even to celebrate when things are, are going the right way.
0: Kyle, what do you anticipate from uh, Jason Garrett's New York Giant offense on Sunday?
16: Yeah, I think you're going to see a well-improved offense for, for the Giants, and they, they showcased that a little bit last week on the road in New Orleans. It took them a little bit to get going. I mean, it really didn't take them until the fourth quarter till they saw the big playability. But as you and I both know, this Cowboys defense is still, despite the takeaways and despite some of the success, is still susceptible to the big play, and that is where the Giants – I think will look to exploit the Cowboys on that side of the football. I think they're going to get some of those extra weapons outside: Kenny Galladay, uh, uh, Kadarius Tony, the rookie from Florida, God, Slayton if he's healthy, uh, John Ross, who was a signee who literally runs a four-two-two. They're going to get these guys going on the outside, and uh, there's a lot of more, a lot more weapons for Daniel Jones to throw the football to than they've had in the past. So I think they try and get the deep ball going early and then run with Saquon Barkley who yes he hasn't had the great start that you would expect but he's still kind of ramping up it looks like uh, from the the knee injury that he sustained in 2020 and ended his season a year ago he's getting back into the groove. and I think now you'll really start seeing Barkley become Barkley again with the carries with the way that they're going to attack this defense and ultimately I think that's what you're going to see with from Jason Garrett in this offense Sunday.
3: Kyle, how is Amari Cooper, and if he does go, how are the Cowboys going to protect him?
16: I think they'll allow him to, to stay underneath the defense, and and I, I think you saw that this past Sunday, maybe with the exception of the one that actually resulted in a touchdown pass over the top and, and really allowed him to go one-on-one, man-to-man, with C.J. Henderson, and, of course, he made a fantastic play on a, a brilliant brilliant throw from Dak Prescott. Uh, I think they keep him semi uh, limited throughout practice, or excuse me, throughout the game. They're not going to throw anything at him that he couldn't necessarily handle with his eyes closed. Uh, I think uh, even with the way that he's spoken about how it feels good, he's not really worried about the, the hamstring. He's going to go out there and he's going to play. You're not going to see him missing or missing times. I think it's really going to be in the way that Kellen Moore utilizes Amari Cooper rather than uh, actually missing any time.
0: Kyle, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks so much. Enjoy your game tonight, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week.
16: Yeah, sounds good, guys. If y'all are out at the stadium, give me a call. I'll be out there tomorrow. I'll come say hi.
0: Trust me, 7 a.m. for the pregame, we will be there. (laughs) Sounds great. I'll see you all
16: tomorrow then.
0: All right, Kyle, thanks. That's Kyle Yeomans with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, it is a Friday afternoon, football Friday. Let me tell you something, guys. We got here, clear, beautiful blue skies. It is clouding up. It is an overcast afternoon now here in the Metroplex. It is a football Friday, 545. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. and We are brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84. You can check out all the great vehicles at DCJ.com. Make sure and check out the Ram new 2021 1500 quad cab loan Star Edition, a great vehicle, and Ram trucks are engineered to bring you confidence under the toughest road conditions with impressive, uh, impressive uh, c- uh, capacity, payloads, and and load stability. They also offer comfort levels that exceed the demands of daily driving. Just one of the great vehicles available today at Alan Samuel's Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Two hundred one West Loop, three forty. Your friend in the car business.
11: The Bosqueville Coaches Show with Clint Zander is brought to you by Polanski Heating and Air and Redwoods Incorporated.
5: Boskville Bulldogs are 2 and 1 on the season but more importantly one to know in district 7 2A division 1 and coming off their bye week in the district schedule just one game into district coach and you get a week off good bad or just it is what it is
11: you know i kind of think it depends on where you're at in the season uh, as far as your team health and and how you're playing uh you know sometimes the week off can be bad if you're playing really good you're on a roll you don't want that but you know i think it came at a good time for us. It allowed us to get a few kids healthy and work on some things that we needed to fix on our own end, and, and so I thought this year was a pretty good time for us.
5: The 55-27 win over Rio Vista in that district opener. Did you see your players step up the-